Convention Friends. The episode you're about to hear was created prior to the enactment of the Well-Ordered Society Act. It is maintained here as a record, an archive, and a legacy of the wandering aimlessness that preceded our current predicament. It represents one step of many on the evolutionary journey from inherited defaults to holy, blessed, righteous surrender in the service of play. Enjoy. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, you're probably wondering why is it that I decided to start this episode with a military running cadence. Um, and well, there's there's a couple reasons. One is I thought it'd be a really cool idea. Uh, and I feel like that intro kind of turned out uh, fairly groovy. So I'm a fan of that. Um, but the second reason I started with that cadence and uh overlaid with the podcast intro is also um i wanted to talk a bit about you know the end of 2022 the beginning of 2023 with fitness we're going to be we're going to be cheeky and cliche here um not because i have any particular new year's resolution to get in shape i do not um i have a i'd say general life resolution to get into and stay in shape and i'd say like uh my, my performance on that fluctuates up and down depending on how motivated I am, um, what else I have going on in life, et cetera. Um, but um, so for some background, um, I started my 2023 with, uh, at a club. Um, for those who don't know, I've probably mentioned it maybe on the podcast before, but in case I haven't, um, I actually really enjoy going to clubs for the music. Um, I'm a man of the music. Um, I made that podcast intro. I had a ton of fun adding this cadence on top of it. Turns out they worked kind of well. Took me a little bit to figure out the timing because they're wildly different in terms of um, BPM, but I think it turned out okay. Uh, And I like to go to clubs because in clubs you can hear DJs, you can hear artists who are performing their music. I tend to lean highly in favor of, um, I guess, electronic music, techno, house music. Those are really my go-tos. I I love a good techno or house club. And a lot of times at a good club, you get just like these really awesome artists. So New Year's Eve was Saturday and I, I saw Green Velvet on Friday. And then on Saturday, 
uh, Derek Carter sort of rang in the, the new year here in San Diego, at least at the event I was at. What I love so much about the club experience is really it's just like people come together, they listen to music, and they dance. Um, they kind of, you know, they drink a little bit. They're there to have a good time. They're partying their asses off. For whatever reason, it was exceptionally, uh, well, I can't, I don't want to say it was exceptionally cold because I haven't been here long enough to know what's exception and what's the rule, but it was quite windy uh, and certainly the windiest day I've experienced since I've been here, maybe like, I don't know, 15 mile an hour winds. And of course, amidst that wonderful weather where it's somewhat cold, uh, it was raining and also it was super windy. I'm, I, I thought to myself, why don't I walk home? So the, uh, the, the, the club I was at was about, I don't know, five, five miles from where I live. So I decided to walk five miles in the cold, windy rain. Now, fortunately, there were no hills. So this isn't like, a, oh, I walked uh, uphill both ways kind of story. Um, but I was right on the coast, uh, right on the bay. Uh, for this walk, for the vast majority of this walk. And so I had no protection from the wind um, and also the wind blowing. So like not only was it raining, but then like the wind was like blowing, you know, mist and water off of the ocean, um, which was delightful, honestly. The fact that I was slightly intoxicated probably helped a bit with uh, being able to endure that experience. But as a general rule, I mean, I tend to... uh, most of my fitness these days comes from walking. I actually really love to walk. So um, on any given day, I'll walk between five to seven miles. And I think in my head, it's just, it's become one of those things where it's like, it doesn't pain me at all. or It doesn't feel like uh, work, I guess, to go on a five mile walk or a seven mile walk. Now it takes a long time, right? It can take, you know, for one and a half to two hours. Um, depending on how fast I'm walking. But the cool thing about that is I can catch up on audiobooks. I can catch up on podcasts. So it, it, there's a nice harmony between um, going for these long walks. And also I, I've noticed just throughout, I don't know, I guess over a year and a half, maybe two years of consistently walking, um, you just start to notice a lot about where you're at. Um, so I've come to really enjoy, like I'm in a new area especially, just go on a five-mile walk, pick a direction, walk for five miles and, and see what you come up with um, or walk for two and a half to three and a half miles and then walk two and a half to three, three and a half miles back. Um, you know, I'm not doing a 10 mile walk, so I'm walking usually two to two to four miles in, in one direction and then just kind of picking up whatever I can pick up while also listening to like a pod- podcast or audiobook. Um, I bring up that story of my deciding to ring in 2023 with a five mile walk in the cold and the wind and the rain. Um, because I feel like in the moment I felt a certain amount of gratitude. I was like, you know, it's pretty, I'm proud of myself, happy with myself, grateful that I can still do this. Um, something about getting older. Um, I turned 30 last year. So something about getting older, you start to like, become more aware of your fragility. Um, And I'm, you know, it's like, it's almost, it's a cliche, but only because it's just true and common that when you're young, you can just do crazy wild things without much in the way of physical consequences. And then someday, like for me, it was between like 26 and 27 where you start to notice the possibility of consequences 
um, <laughs> for things you're doing with your physical body. You're not quite experiencing them yet, but you're like, huh, I could hurt my knee. I could hurt my back doing this thing that I'm going to do. Um, and then by the time you're 30, um, you're kind of like, okay, okay, I'm slower. Uh, my dexterity is a little lower. Um, I, I, my energy is not as abundant as it was in my early 20s. I mean, I go back to when I was um, in the military, and it's like that I could fairly consistently get by on four hours of sleep while also doing a bunch of shit during the day. Um, that's just not possible anymore. Now, in a moment of um, sheer willpower or desire, I can muster that kind of strength, but that's like a, a one-shot, you know, maybe over a two, three-day period, I can do it. It wasn't like back when I was 22, and I could just do it over and over and over again. And I'm sure that's not healthy, right? Like, that's probably not the optimal way to live and to um, get peak performance out of your youthful body. But I certainly uh, pushed it to the limits. Um, when I was, uh, there was a period of time where for, gosh, maybe four or five months, I was, I mean, I was very wrapped up in what I was doing work-wise. And so it was really driven by my passion for that mission. Um, but I was working from like four in the morning till eight in the evening. So, and then my commute, um, was roughly 30, 45 minutes from where I lived. So, you know, that doesn't leave much of a window for sleeping, but I was just on it, you know, interestingly enough. So up, up to that point in my life, um, I never really was into caffeine, didn't really drink coffee. Uh, and it was that period <laughs> where I picked up, uh, caffeine usage and I guess, you know, history, it, it the rest is history. Cause I still drink coffee. Um, I actually alternate between, um, so part of it is caffeine is, I guess, something you can get addicted to. Um, I don't know that I'd say I'm addicted, and that's because I often will rotate my, uh, the caffeine content. So I actually spend it like the last, um, actually before I moved to San Diego, basically since I quit my job in June, I had been drinking decaf. Now I still drink decaf because it's like, I don't know, I guess I've gotten now into that habit of like a cup of warm whatever to drink in the morning. So I'll drink like, you know, probably a cup or two of like black decaf coffee in the morning just for, I guess, the habit's sake. And then every once in a while, well, since I came here, I've been, I've been back into caffeine. Um, but I, I, I just, you know, bring all, bring all, I'd say all that to, to highlight, like, I, I'm pretty grateful that my, what feels like uh, aging and deteriorating body because of how much it's introducing me to the concept of physical fragility, uh, I'm still pretty grateful that I'm able to uh, do a random five-mile walk in the rain in shoes that were not designed for it. So those shoes are toast, which is unfortunate. I really like those shoes, actually. So that was, like, looking back, the worst part is I knew I might walk five miles because I saw it. I'm like, I'll Uber there. Maybe I'll walk back. Um, I had that in my head going into it, but I didn't wear shoes for that. So the shoes I have, you know, they're, they're, they weren't, they certainly weren't made to walk in the rain. They're not really the kind of shoes you'd want to walk five miles in. They're like these, I don't know, boots. Not like military boots, but you know, they're like boots and they're not really made for that. And then that plus the rain, they're toast. So RIP shoes. But uh, lots of gratitude for physical fitness 
Um, and I'm certainly not the most fit person in the world, but um, lots of gratitude for the state of my body. I'm still able to do a lot of things physically uh, that I used to be able to do. Um, so I need more, basically I just need more sleep now than I did in the past. Um, but I can, I can still, still get into it and, and have a good time. So I'm, I'm pretty grateful for that. And that's why I started with a cadence. Um, because again, cool cadence, um, very groovy fits with the podcast intro music. And also I think, you know, a good thematic tie in to talking about fitness and, and gratitude for what we're able to do with our bodies. And then, uh, you know, from that, you know, like I, I just wanted to talk a bit about like the content of the walk, you know, I was talking to a friend about how I tend to, uh, get a lot done on my walks. Now, you all know that I, I, I chew on ideas. I kind of have that concept of, of chewing on ideas, but I'd also do quite a bit of, um, and, and on my walks when I'm listening to a podcast or an audiobook, um, I'm doing that, you know, um, most recently, what was the most recent book I finished on a walk? There were, a f I, so I'm in this, sometimes I, um, when I'm reading books in my head, I, uh, I, or in my head, I'm not reading them in my head. I'm reading them on audible. Sometimes when I'm reading books on audible, um, I might have one book that just kind of captures me and then I'm, I'm, I'm blowing through it. Um, right now I'm in a weird stage that I sometimes get into where there's four different ones that I'm like alternating between. Um, and then I like alternate between those and then podcasts. Um, but the, the most recent one I finished according to the audible app, which I just pulled up was this book called creative selection by Ken Cacienda. And it's a book about basically, um, basically he invented autocorrect at Apple when he was working on the iPhone keyboard, really good story. Um, creative selection, the concept of it is an interesting concept I might get into at some point. Um, but the other thing I do, and I, you know, I, I, I won't get into it here because that's not what I want to talk about this episode. Um, but the other thing that uh, I do on my long walks is I reflect. There's a lot of reflective meditation I do. Um, and I guess, you know, fittingly for any time we humans time box something uh, in relation to our rota Earth's rotation or revolution around the sun, we get all reflective, which is good. I think it's good to um, have impetuses or strong reflection in the event that you don't already do that all the time i kind of do so you know um i'm really more being sympathetic to folks who might be considering their lives at the end of the year um and thinking about what to do going forward um you know i get people ask me like what's your new year's resolution and it's like well i don't really do that um <laughs> but but that's just because you know i'm kind of always in a state of reflection and trying to um, resolve for myself how I want to be spending my time. But I did want to, you know, take a moment to like reflect. 22 was a wild year. Um, I mean, I started this podcast. This is episode 10 um, of the podcast. And when I first started, I was like, holy shit, how am I going to do a podcast? How will I ever have enough ideas? What the hell will I even talk about? And here I am 10 episodes later. And I think it's been okay. I mean, if you're listening, still listening, um, you probably like it. So you and I are in this together, enjoying whatever's happening with this podcast. Um, and then, man, I mean, 
So I'm, let's just, let's just, I guess this is a little bit of a story time too, but I just want to share in my reflection and see what little nuggets of gratitude we can, we can pluck out of it. Um, although I'll, I'll add that if, even if there aren't any, there's gratitude for our bodies. So I hope you all are, hopefully you heard that story and you're walking away from it with gratitude for your own body. Um, and I'll, I also I'll add an anecdote as well. One of the things I've realized is a benefit from having been in the military for nine years is there, the military really forces you, and I'm not, I wouldn't recommend that anyone do it personally. Um, there's a lot of reasons for that, but don't, don't go joining the military willy-nilly. Um, and that's, that's the caveat, right? Like, don't do it willy-nilly unless like, you really want to, and then maybe. Um, but it forces you into situations and into um, contexts where you're really having to get out of your comfort zone. So there was a time in my life, you know, when I was a teenager probably, when I wouldn't have done a five-mile walk in the rain because it's cold and windy and rainy and I don't want to get wet. And much to my uh, chagrin, I often in the military had to spend time outside in the cold and the wet and like, I don't know, you hit, you learn how to cope with that. If you're not about it, I am not about it. Um, there are some people who love that shit and I can take it in small doses, but I do not love it. I like the warmth and comfort of the amenities of modern society. Um, and then, you know, I'll camp every once in a while, mostly to see something beautiful like the Milky Way or, you know, particularly dark night sky or, you know, camping out in Joshua tree is fun. Um, but the when you're in the military you get forced into these different situations physically where you have to uh, cope with the, the fact that the situation sucks um so having been put into like cold rainy situations quite a bit you know the, the, the thing i took away from it is like oh well well once you're fully soaked it's not so bad like I actually, for me anyway, what sucks about being out in the rain or out in any kind of like torrential downpour is that the, the shift from being dry to wet is unpleasant, but once you're fully wet, it's kind of like just being in a pool or like just getting out of a pool, which is actually not so bad if it's still raining. Um, actually, the most unpleasant thing would be to get it to get soaked with rain and then it stops raining because now you're like, you know, the water's not continuing. But so long as the water keeps falling on you, it's, you know, it's kind of like being in the shower. And as long as you don't mind your clothes getting wet, you know, it's not so bad. Now you need good shoes for that. So again, RIP to those shoes. Um, I, that was the most uncomfortable part was like the shoes not being designed for that at all. It was just, it was really uncomfortable. Um, but what's cool about, I guess, having had, um, you know, the military experience of being forced to do shit I didn't want to do and in very uncomfortable circumstances uh, is that you learn how to cope with that stuff. And so, you know, if you are someone who is maybe not um, sure whether or not you can handle something like that, right? You're not sure that you would ever really, well, no one ever really wants to walk five miles in the rain. Um, but if you weren't sure that you could do it, cause I hear that sometimes people are like, Oh, I don't think I could do that. It's like, well, you can, there's a lot of physically uncomfortable things that we tell ourselves we couldn't do, but it's, it's our brain playing a trick where it's like, well, actually just be really uncomfortable. And I, I don't know how to cope with the discomfort. And so we make up a story about how we can't, um, the solution to that, and this is kind of what military training does, is it forces you to just get over it. I mean, it's like you, you kick, they kick you into the pool and they're like, you better swim or you're going to drown. Um, and 
I think notably humans are incredibly adaptable. Um, and so as I kind of go into this retrospective, retrospective, as I go into this retrospective on 2022, I really want to kind of like hone in a bit on, um, a, the concept of a, I'm doing letters now. Um, a, the concept of diving it, like being pushed into situations where you might feel uncomfortable as an antidote to no longer being uh, uncomfortable with it, or at least learning how to cope and then be how adaptable we are. We're incredibly adaptable as a species. I think it's other than the fact that we have the ability to, I think, evaluate and create from our unique perspectives. I think the other big thing I really like about humanity as a species is we're, we're fucking adaptable as shit. You can put a human in a lot of situations and they'll figure out a way to make it. And I just think that's really cool. Um, and having experiences where you yourself have done that also help you to understand like what your breaking point is. So I talked a bit about like the discomfort you might experience from like walking five miles in windy, cold rain. And if you've never done it, then maybe you're just not aware of where your breaking point is. And to some extent, like unless you're dead, <laughs> you haven't found it yet. Now I'm not saying go recklessly chasing experiences that will bring you close to death. Um, but the closer on the spectrum of like discomfort and unpleasant things you find yourself, the more you realize like, Oh, I've got a little, I've got a lot more room in that direction to make myself um, or to allow myself to be discomforted. Um, which opens up, I think, like your aperture of opportunity to take on something where on the other side of the discomfort is a set of opportunities or um, outcomes that you've helped create for yourself where your situation is much better. Um, for me, I think 2022 is like a, a long arc of like not getting kicked into the pool, but like jumping into it and learning how to cope. Um, I started 2022 with COVID. Um, I already know, like, I, I, it's probably dumb. I went to some stupid New Year's party at a club, of course, in DC. And then I'm like 100% positive I got COVID there. And then I had COVID and that was not delightful. <laughs> um, I, it, the, I had it, I've had it twice, actually. That was the first time. And then I had it again later in 2022. Um, the first time I was like, this is unpleasant um, in, in a way that, I would rather not experience again. The second time it wasn't so bad. Um, so, you know, I started with that and coming into it, I, cause I took some time off for, I guess like the holidays last year and I did a lot of thinking and reflecting. Um, one of the reflections I kind of settled on was like, man, I think the company I'm at is, is kind of a failed company. Um, and I, I was using, um, there's this book called who says elephants can't dance by uh, I don't remember the name of the author, but he's the, he was the CEO of one of the, one of the CEOs of IBM. And he was sort of responsible for um, a major turnaround for IBM. Um, Cause there was kind of a, IBM has been around for a really long time, but they had a bit of a lull and then coming out of one of the lulls, the, he was the CEO that kind of turned it around and he had this, he has this framework for, company transformation and then he talks about all these different factors he's like any one of he, he has a list of factors that are basically like here's some signs that your company's 
going to fuck up the transformation and might be a sign your company is a failing company, you know? And he was like, any one of these, be on the lookout for like your company having one of these things. Uh, and then when I went through his list, I'm like, I actually think the company I'm at has all of these things. Uh, <laughs> and so I don't know that like really kind of messed with me. Cause I was like, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, the book resonated with me on the positive side for a lot of the things that he was talking about. And then I'm like, Oh man, um, I think that means this company's not going to make it and they're still around. Right. So I, I, I'm probably wrong. Um, and, and also whether or not anything is going to make it, whether that's you as an individual, us as individuals or a company as an organization is dependent on the people within it, right? The people within an organization can turn it around so that even though it might look bleak, uh, or like things aren't going to work out, the people kind of come together and they, they turn the ship around and everything is fine. Similarly, with a human, an individual, you might find yourself in a, in a situation that looks bleak, but you can turn it around. So that was like the mental context I came into 2022 with. Um, and then just throughout the year, I'd also, um, right at the end of 21, I'd gotten you know significantly expanded set of responsibilities. And so... That was just new. I was doing a lot of stuff I hadn't really done before, um, like like having to flux different parts of my, I guess, leadership muscles than I actually had to flex. I think you know if you are in the military and you're an officer like I was, you get a lot of leadership training and professional development that intellectually prepares you for that kind of leadership, but you don't get much practice, right? I mean, you you know it, you have at some levels like you command smaller units, but it's it's different when you're um, at the top of like a large organization in terms of people. So we had 420 people. And then also the like significant, I think the more stressful thing, the number of people, because number of people is like not irrelevant, but it's, it doesn't matter if they're not doing anything. Like you could be in charge of 500 people and then they're not doing anything. And that wouldn't be very stressful. I would argue you still have like the normal human interaction stuff to deal with, but there's nothing like inherently like, stressful about that um it's the significance of the operations that all those people are engaged in so i had a number of teams that were all doing work that was pretty thematically different so it meant i was having a context switch a lot and then for the different groups the the information or the operations they were doing also were somewhat complex so having a context switch between different complex activities when you've got you know a bunch of people working for you is interesting um it's it's different it's a muscle that again you you only really get to flex when you're in that position um and i thought i was like pretty ruthless at my prioritization um abilities before uh i was wrong but they got much more ruthless in that role because you just you you hit a point where you have to prioritize um but you know my mental context was i don't know if this company's gonna make it um so then of course i'm like well what if I just leave, right, and get another job? And, you know, I've talked about on the podcast how I feel about jobs. So I don't, I got to retread that ground. But basically, I, the only real option that I was considering, like that I would realistically do, is starting my own company, which is scary, you know? So basically, between, you know, January and May, when I finally did leave, I was just like, man, do I really want to start my own company? You know, like, I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I know enough you know, insert all the reasons, you know, all of the discomforts that lead me to think I can't do it. Right. Um, 
similar to like how someone might physically think, man, I can't do some physically strenuous thing because I've never done it before. And I'm like, well, I can't be fully responsible for my livelihood and and my day-to-day activities. Can I? Um, And, you know, when I did it, I did it earlier than I was expecting to. Um, Originally I thought, well, maybe I'll get through the summer and then I'll figure it out. And that kind of goes to like that, creating an arbitrary line of like, well, once I cross this arbitrary line, I'll have more saved up. It'll be easier. Um, but no, I, uh, ultimately, um, I guess circumstance helped me because timing wise, um, there were a number of things happening at the company where it's like the time kind of was right. It's like, if I'm going to do it, this is the timing where it'll make the most sense. If I wait through the summer, I'll get involved in projects and, and in operations and whatnot that will it'll be weirder to have a clean handoff if i leave after the summer because i'll have started out in some of these initiatives that um you know we're sort of at this like turning point in in the company and so um the opportunity was sitting there before me and i'm like you know am i going to do it am i going to make the jump timing is really awful kind of um i would have liked to i guess save more money i would have liked to you know blah 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 lots of little things that i could have done to tell myself that the timing would have been perfect but you know looking back i'm like the timing probably never would have been perfect for one um and for two you know i have had i'm fortunate enough to have had many experiences voluntary and involuntary where i was thrusted into situations i didn't think i was ready for and then turns out i adapted um and i i am sort of um i don't know i guess i'm grateful that in 2022 there was a lot of that, or I guess the most significant version of that where it's like, I, you know, decided to start my own company. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for our adaptability, that trait that we as humans have. Um, I'm grateful for people around me who gave me lots of advice on what they would have done. And so like one of the examples is one of the executives that I in part took over for, you know, I spent a lot of time with him on his way out because uh, basically, again, the complexity of everything that we were doing was just high enough. And we frankly didn't have enough people that in his last couple of months, I basically met with him twice a week and we basically just kind of mind melded. Um, and he's older than me. I think he's in his um, late or early 50s. And, you know, as a young guy, he's 29 at the time, I'm like, what's your advice? for this role, for life, et cetera. I tend to like to ask, if I ever meet an older person and I am having a conversation with them, I'll generally ask them like what their advice is. If I don't already know it, like I, there are some people I know who are up there and you know, they, we just, the nature of our relationship, they share that stuff. So I don't need to like explicitly ask it. Um, but if I have like limited interactions with someone or I know, like I'm only going to have access to this person for a few months, I like to ask like, Hey, you know, what are some tips, tricks I can take away? Um, and one of the things he mentioned was, you know, A, he wished he'd spent, no, oh, we're doing letters again. Um, <laughs> A, he wished he'd spent more time with his family. Um, he wished he'd spent more time taking care of himself physically. Um, and, and then in terms of decision-making, um, he sort of, he didn't quite express it as strongly as I'm going to phrase it, but, you know, um, sort of a, a, a desire to have more thoroughly jumped into decisions that were difficult as opposed to kind of waffling. Um, and so, you know, I, again, I take, I took really honestly all three of those to heart. Um, since that, I, you know, I, I've made it a point to 
be more consistent with my walks. Like I have days where I'm like, eh, I don't really want to. And then I'm just like, no, nah, you just do it anyway. You'll be glad after you did it, if that you did it. So just do it anyway. Um, in terms of spending time with people you care about, I mean, literally I'm here in California because I wanted to be closer to my family after what, 12 years of, of not being near them. So, um, you know, that whole, like, take the plunge, take the plunge, do the things that are scary. I feel like there was a little bit of that in that. Um, and then, you know, since, since then, um, things have been going well, I'd say I can pay my bills, which is surprising. Um, you know, again, pre pre that you see the, you see the like discomforting thing. You're like, I don't think I can do that. And then you get to a point where like, Oh, look, I'm doing it. Holy shit. I guess it's not so bad, not so hard. Um, and then, you know, I think there's a similar sort of thing at the end of 2022 where, you know, early December, I'm like, all right, I want to go home to California. I got out of the military. I was in Virginia. I stayed in Virginia uh, and you know, Virginia is great. I love Virginia. I have nothing against Virginia. So for the Virginians out there, you know, I didn't leave out of any animus towards Virginia. Now I am against the cold and it does get colder there than I like. Um, but that's not exclusive to Virginia. So it's not, it's that even that's not a mark on Virginia. Um, you know, I missed California. I missed my family. And even, you know, the move, I was like moving across the country is a somewhat stressful experience. Um, now in this case I had done it before, so it wasn't as much like an uncertain thing, but again, there's this timing element where, you know, I found myself wrestling with when do I want to do it? Should I wait? Should I wait till I, whatever. Um, and you know, again, there was kind of another instance of like taking a plunge. So I guess, um, I don't know. I'm I'm grateful that uh, I've had the experiences I have had that led me to being in a place where I'm not paralyzed by the concept of plunging into something that might be very uncomfortable or foreign to me. Um, and I'm grateful to, I guess, you know, our species, right? I mean, I think I see examples around me of people doing this in small ways, and I'm really grateful to people that do that. I'm really grateful and inspired by people who take just that little step towards discomfort, towards doing something they haven't experienced before because they want to bring a vision into the world, right? Of the beauty they see, or they want to improve themselves, or they want to encourage someone. So, you know, I, I, I end 2022 and start 2023 with like backwards looking gratitude for the experiences that have gotten me up to this point. And I guess looking forward, um, I'm really excited for what comes next. I mean, um, we're only, I guess this is the seventh month of full, being uh, working on the business full time. We've got a podcast now, which is cool. Episode 10. Um, the gaming streams are still going well. So I, you know, I started that in 2020, 2020, July, 2020, I think was when I first started streaming on Twitch. Um, and you know, start starting 2022, actually, I mean, I didn't mention it, but like, at the beginning of 2022, I was, I, you know, my streams on Facebook were monetized, which is nice. Not a ton of money, but it works. It's a little bit. Um, starting, you know, the consulting business, which I'm grateful to, to have. So I'm really excited in 2023 to lean into more creative endeavors. I'm coming into it with immense gratitude for, you know, the previous year and all the experiences that led up to that. And gratitude for the experiences, I guess, and, and, and also gratitude for the adaptability I know I have. So, you know, I guess maybe that was why I decided to do the, uh, the walk, the five mile walk. Cause every once in a while, you know, you hit a point where you're like, I'm older. I'm like not as sharp and, um, I don't know, full of the fire as I once was. So, you know, it's like, let me, let me do something crazy. Like go on a five mile walk in the rain. 
just to just to give myself a little reminder of ah yes i can still i can still do hard physical things um hard in like a discomforting sense not like an objectively hard sense um although for some people that would be objectively hard um and for that i'm like very very grateful to have the full functioning operation of my body um at my disposal without any major disabilities and whatnot um and i'm also grateful for the folks out there the medical professionals the physical therapists the you know sports medicine doctors etc who help people who aren't able you know for whatever reason aren't don't have full use of their bodies and help get them to a place where they're still able to keep up and 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 jump in as well so that's uh that's 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 this episode that's episode 10 um on the doc so this episode was also late i apologize for that um when i started the podcast or what just by accident the podcast started to get released at uh, i released the first one at 6 a.m on a tuesday and then i was like i'll just do 6 a.m on a tuesday every single week going forward and basically <laughs> before this episode i'm like that's such a dumb thing to stick to um i want it to be weekly i'm going to be consistent about it being weekly so let's just say it's going to come out between tuesdays well no no i i i understand that there's a value to having it come out at a, the same time so that those who might be expecting it can rely on it so um it's what it's thursday at 2 p.m pacific so i don't know let's just say thursdays at 4 p.m might be um the new the new weekly time um and you know follow the twitter if you want updates i did tweet from the at just your club twitter account that tuesday's episode wasn't happening so if you're not following that already and you're like where is where my podcast bro um i guess you could just wait for the next episode and then i'll usually mention why there wasn't one the other thing is i've mentioned previously that i'm going to do another a new podcast intro um it's going to be epic and awesome I've just been, uh, I don't know, I guess lazy is the word for it. Um, I'm leisurely working on it. It's going to come eventually. And then something else I want to do with a podcast is I want to expand a bit on, now that we're on episode 10, I feel like I've, I don't know, there's like a content production milestone I've reached where I'm like, okay, I guess I am seriously into this. I think I mentioned on the first episode that um, I figured I would just do it and see how far I got, far I got see how far I got and see how i felt and i'm feeling good so i think going forward i'm not going to like put an episode number on like when this transition is going to happen this, this transition is going to emerge as we iterate i'm a big fan of like emergent properties of an, an iterative cycle um that's basically how evolution works the podcast is going to evolve i think to be um more i mean i mentioned you know i did a story time kind of thing um i've talked a bit before about the like the nuclear fusion announcement that i was very excited about um and i i find myself wanting to really lean into like the heart of the meaning of the podcast for me which is like focusing on reasons to be grateful and up to this point it's just been me monologuing and that's fun right um i'm sure you all love that but um i want to add some more color and beef to what we're all grateful for and i like i, I want to be able to do more to empower you as an individual to see and experience the things for which you can be grateful obviously like with the podcast there's a bit of curation i'm doing from the ideas i'm chewing on but i really do want it to i guess bleed over into your own practice of living your life where 
you're you're doing the same thing. Um, and so I'm gonna play with ideas about from a content perspective ways to give you morsels you can take and, and do something with as opposed to just like I don't know sitting at the fucking trough of my mind um which is fine I'm, I don't I don't you know I'll still do there'll still be plenty in the trough if that's all you want to do but um I've been thinking about like you know when I think about like for instance news it's really hard to find news that's designed to leave you feeling grateful there's a lot of news that's designed to, to leave you feeling afraid or leave you feeling angry. There's a lot of anger porn out there. And part of why I wanted to do this podcast is really just like content that people can consume that has a positive outlook and not a negative one because I have a positive outlook. Um, and so when I reflect on like, man, it sucks that there's not a lot of positive content to consume. You know, it's, it's, it's out there, but it's hard to find. There's not as much of it as I would love for there to be. And it's, there's not nearly as much as all the negative content and all the anger porn out there. Um, you know, I want this to be gratitude porn, I guess. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about like, what are some ways to really lean into that? And I think one of them is, you know, again, it's hard to find news with a positive spin. You know, if I were to pick up the, uh, the average paper or, you know, watch the average news segment on a you know, news channel, you get a lot of like stuff that'll make you afraid or stuff that'll make you angry stuff that'll make you think about like put you in an us them perspective about some group. Um, and I just, I don't know. I want, I think it'd be cool to have like some news that is you walk away from it. Like, Oh, I'm grateful. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm happy that that's a thing. I feel more connected, more united and more grateful as a result of hearing this news. Um, for me, like the fusion announcement is, a, is an example of that where, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of just a bare bones scientific discovery, I guess, or sci scientific achievement. Um, but it is a reason to be grateful, I think. Um, and I think, I think my hypothesis is that stuff like that happens all the time. Well, not stuff like that. Cause that was truly notable, um, or truly like, um, like a significant, like scientific, uh, discovery. But I think even on like a much smaller scale there's lots of positive things happening we can focus on um and in my own just like you know i i do some basic searching out there to see is anybody really putting that stuff together for people to like putting together that narrative i think all media all news has an agenda if you've ever read um manufacturing consent by noam chomsky chomsky and there's some other authors there um so i don't want to like discredit them but I, I don't i don't remember them at the moment um you know, you, you kind of talk, they have this propaganda framework they talk about and, and propaganda is just like information with a spin. Um, and if you're getting paid to put information out there, like the person paying probably has a spin they want you to put on it. And even if it's not explicit or like a conspiracy to do that, I think one probably develops over time, especially if you're not careful to see if you're careful to make sure there's no spin that itself is a spin because we, each of us is, is biased by our unique perspective. And then if you're not if you if you're not careful then i think like then it's just like your inherent like spin bias leaking out into that i want to um with this podcast create a spin that leaves you feeling grateful that leaves you feeling inspired that leaves you feeling connected to humanity that leaves you believing that you can do things you can't you you otherwise wouldn't believe you can do um and i think one potential like evolution in that direction is to really start to highlight stories that 
enhance that because you know my own story is somewhat unique and and there may be unrelatable aspects like if you were never in the military you're like well hey i wasn't in the military so you know how can i as someone that didn't have that get to a place where i'm comfortable with engaging in like physical dis- discomfort or, or at least i'm not i'm not afraid of that um maybe if i can bring in stories from people who are doing similar things and 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 have similarly inspiring reasons or inspiring actions that can leave us with gratitude um, that aren't just me, maybe that'll be helpful. And I think that also maybe opens the pathway to more conversational podcasts where there's like dialogue with me and another person and not just me monologuing. Um, I'll say that uh, I think I have some apprehension towards that, some hesitation just because um, then you have to have a schedule because now another person's there. So you got to coordinate and coordination's not bad. It's just, I, uh, I, I hate having things on my schedule, <laughs> um, at least these days, which is like so ironic, you know, um, given my past. Anyway, that's it for this episode. This is episode 10. Episode 11 will be out next week, um, Thursday, let's call it. Um, probably not as late as this one's coming out, um, but I'm going to try to shoot for Thursdays. Generally, just this Thursdays when things going to come out instead of Tuesday. Tuesday's too early in the week, and also 6 a.m. is is a really bad time so i'm actually doing this one not at a ridiculously early time in the morning or a ridiculously time late at night it's just the middle of the day it's quite nice um so if you want to stay up to date with news on the podcast at just here club on twitter you can also go to justhere.club, which is a website where you can sign up um to get information to your inbox about the podcast and um yeah make sure you're following the podcast in your favorite podcast player i personally recommend fountain.fm so you can earn satoshis while you listen um and yeah that's it thank you for being here happy new year um and i hope you are successful on whatever you you've resolved to do for the year um and i hope you remember that uh, you and i and our whole human species are adaptable as fuck um so don't let your fear or apprehension about something you may not want to do lead you to thinking that you can't do it because you probably can't we're pretty capable of doing whatever we put our minds to so let's carry that forward into 2023 and let's uh let's look forward to uh more reasons to be grateful and connected i'll see you in the next one